You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So I'm getting a lot of folks asking, when should I prune back? When should I cut back my flowers? When should I prune back my shrubs? The things are deciduous. When should I? When should I? They're, they're anxious. There's the, the, the problem is the days are still really nice and your gardens are kind of going to sleep. So you want to be out there still doing stuff. So the tomatoes kind of, mine took it in the chin with that cold last week. They're not going to produce anymore. So as soon as you pick that last fruit off, just pull it out of the ground. You're fine. Uh, veggies, your summer vegetables, kind of that way. So your things that form a fruit are your summer vegetables. They don't like the frost. And so this cold, they're not going to, they're not going to be happy. They're going to let you know, or just turn black and die. So those, you can pick that last watermelon, get that last squash, get the last cucumbers, and then pull the plant out of the ground and expose the soil to the cold. That is going to reduce disease, going to get rid of insects that are kind of heart wintering over. You want that ground not, not covered up in dead plants where things can kind of get underneath there. It's like insulation. It keep, makes sure they come back and get you next year. So leave it exposed. I even take my, I, I, I clean up the gardens and I'll actually put my manure down. So I like a two to three inch layer of manure on top of my vegetable gardens, especially, or my annual flower beds. And I'll let that rest on that ground until I plant next year. Usually March, I'm starting to plant potatoes and planting uh, lettuce, cucumbers, not cucumbers, lettuce, things that you're, for, you're harvesting the, the leaves or the flower head, like broccoli. That's a flower you're eating. That's why it's so delicious. Cauliflower, that's a flower you're eating. You eat, so those, those things are cold. They like the cool. They don't like the heat. The heat stuff, they're kind of done right now. That's why they turn black on you. Frost got them. It's happened in one night, vaporized, unless you were protecting them. Or, or you folks that cheat, you've got greenhouses. That's just wrong. I mean, that's not, that's, that's, I'm just jealous. <laughs> so that's good stuff. So you were, you were protected. You were okay. Those of us that are growing outdoors, yeah, we, the frost got us some, um, uh, depending on your elevation, the frost kind of took them out. If not, they're coming your way pretty quick. So the la the, the average first frost date for the mountains of Arizona all the areas. So, so if you're tuned in in your area, I don't know, yeah, but I'm from Sedona. That doesn't matter. You're the same. Um, Cottonwoods. I've got to be on the river. I've, I've got to be. I've got to be specialer than you. Uh, Prescott, uh, Dewey, uh, Humboldt, uh, the folks out in Paulden. Uh, we're all the same. Our last, our first frost date, first frost event. Typically, this is a hundred years of data. Is October 28th. So that's about Halloween. So, okay, so if you're a little bit lower elevation, let's say you're 4,000 foot level. So that's a, that's the Skull Valleys, Kirklands, the, the Cottonwoods, those here. Okay, maybe you're November 2nd. A, a couple days later, it's really that much more. If you're up in Groom Creek, uh, Highland Pines, uh, the Ridge Lines, maybe you're October 20th instead of the 28th. Maybe you're a few days ahead, but pretty much. The local gardeners in the Central Highlands area, we, we tend to use Halloween as the, we need to be careful. 
if you want to keep things going, frost could show up at any time. Keep the sheets available. We want to keep those tomatoes. Pick the last cucumbers. Uh, so we always have that. Our guard is up. In spring, our last frost is typically the locals use Mother's Day as that. It's actually technically May 8. That's our 100 years of data. It tends to land on May 8. What that really means is that sometimes it's the end of April. You never know quite know if it's, it's an early spring or sometimes I've seen it snow on Mother's Day. Sometimes it's in the middle, closer towards Memorial Day. Now you folks up in the real cold areas, maybe your, your you know, Flagstaff, Williams, you're tuned in from the White Mountains. Maybe you're, you are Memorial Day. So you're definitely at that higher elevation. The main thing to watch pruning wise so your shrubs, especially new things, leave that structure, that plant. I know the leaves dropped off, but that branch structure protects the core of that plant, the heart of the plant. It keeps the cold off. It warms up. So those branches catch the rays of the sun. They keep the, 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 the crown of that plant warm. And so don't be tempted to prune things back right back to the ground like you will. Usually I'm waiting on my, let's say, autumn sage, Russian sage, uh, my, my lavenders, uh, rosemaries. I'm not going to cut those things back until after the cold of winter is done. So I'm going to wait till March. It's not too late. It's actually right on time. It's actually the best month to really do a lot of pruning because you've got the structure intact. And so the, for trees, March is better because it, the, the branches can kind of help shade some of the trunk areas. So it helps protect it from sun scald. There's some things that happen where the sun warms up the sap in the, in the trunk, starts to flow, and then it gets really cold real quick. And then it, it, this, there's this cracking that happens on the branches, usually in February or March. So if you wait until you get let the cold do its thing, it'll protect the plants and you'll have less loss you'll have a healthier plant next spring. You'll have more growth, get better blooms, especially for your spring bloomers. Don't be tempted to prune back. Your spring blooming lilacs, forsythia, rhododendrons, azaleas, you'll prune the, you'll prune, it, you can, but you'll prune all the flowers off. So the buds are forming right now. Camellias, we actually have some in bloom here at the garden center. So if you do pruning now, it'll you'll prune the flowers off. The health of the plant will be fine, but you don't get to enjoy the flowers. So don't be, don't be rushed. Take your time. We're not in a hurry. It's winter. We can we can take a slower pace in, in our gardens. Got more more in store for you. Be right back after this. Your yard will turn heads with studying evergreen shrubs from Waters Garden Center. Waters grows greener shrubs for year-round interest, as well as blooming shrubs for pops of color in spring. Attract birds with a tall privacy hedge and the berries that follow. Plus, winter evergreens are easier to grow than other plants. No matter your landscape, we have the perfect shrubs for a greener winter. Visit Waters Garden Center in Prescott or online at watersgardencenter.com. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season.